0: When a young woman is driving home one day, she sees a strange man trying to get her attention. She's thinking, should she pull over? But the problem is, she already has. And then we take a trip with two young boys walking through a forest. They've been down this particular path several times throughout their childhood. But when one of these young kids takes a step off the beaten path, he finds himself in the woods. But not the woods he knows. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys had an awesome weekend. I went and saw Napoleon. That was pretty cool. Really, really enjoyed that movie. But someone who loves Napoleon more than I do, I don't know. Actually, maybe he hates some. Maybe he hates all French people. Running into Dead Rabbit Radio command right now is one of our live stream contributors. Everyone, get on your feet and give it up for an idea guy. Woohoo! Yeah! we! <laughs> He's all jumping around, jumping around wearing a Napoleon hat. An Idea Guy, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the show financially through the Patreon or the merch store or live stream, that's totally fine. It truly is. Just help spread the word about Dead Rabbit Radio. That helps out so much. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone you know. Dead Rabbit Radio is your favorite paranormal show. An Idea Guy, let's go ahead. Give me that Napoleon hat. Take it off your head. I'm going to toss you a engineer's cap and a steam shovel. Everyone jump on board the Carpenter Caboose. And Idea Guy, go ahead and chug, chug, chug us all the way out to the big city. Chugga, 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 chug. Taking the Carpenter Caboose all the way out to this unnamed big city. We don't know exactly where this story took place, but we do have an exact date. December 4th, 2023. Very, very recent story. We're about to meet this young woman. We're going to call her Marianne. We don't know her real name. She's driving home from work. She works in the big city. People are like selling pizza on the street corners. Here's some pizza. Here's some pizza. She's like driving by, waving at all the food vendors. There's like a guy waiting across the street, and the police is like, you better wait for that light to turn green. And the guy's like, of course. I don't need a police officer to tell me that. I don't want to die. Marianne's just driving through this bustling city that she's driven through for years. This is not a new journey for her. She's leaving work to come home. And as she's driving down the road, she sees a driver to the left of her and he's driving his car and she looks over and he's gesticulating wildly like you can't see what i'm doing so i'm going to i'm going to also say it pull over pull over he's yelling as he's like motioning with his hand for her to pull over weird right that'd be weird drive through town and here's the thing if if you were doing that not 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 the weirdo in the other car and you see someone trying to get your attention you might think oh maybe i left a bag of delicious mcdonald's food on the top of my car (laughs) sobbing openly sobbing oh no my chicken nuggets are okay you might be thinking there's something wrong with your car maybe oil is spilling out of the back like you're playing a real life game of spy hunter You'd be a little concerned. But also, maybe it's just me. I think it'd be you as well. Maybe this guy is up to no good. Maybe he's up to no good. You're driving and you see a guy telling you, pull over, pull over. I might think he's trying to pull a fast one. He might be getting ready to shoot me in the brain if I actually pulled over. But what's interesting is Marianne doesn't think any of these things. She sees this guy she's never seen before. Being like, pull over, pull over. And what comes to her mind, she does think it's weird. But Marianne thinks, well, maybe he needs help. Maybe there's something wrong with his car. He needs some car trouble, help. Maybe that's why he's trying to get my attention. Now, that's weird, too, because I've had a lot of car trouble in my life. <laughs> Constantly shooting out oil from behind of it. But... I would never try to get the attention of another driver, right? What are they, they going to do? Give you an oil change? or like, drive right behind me in my slippery oil so other people don't get injured, only you. Uh, why would someone, like when my car's broken down, I would then pull over and then uh, just kind of stand next to my car. I did that once because cell phones weren't around. They didn't exist. Only doctors and drug dealers had them. It was the late 90s. And I just stood next to my car because I was in a neighborhood that... I often traveled through until someone I knew saw me. <laughs> That's how we did it back in the days, boys and girls. I just stood there by my car and I go, I know everyone in this neighborhood. Eventually, it was about maybe 20, 30 minutes, I saw this car drive by and they busted a U and they're like, hey, Jason, what's up? I was like, yeah. my car broke down. Oh, okay, hopped in the dude's car, bounced. But she thinks maybe he needs car help, which is odd. Which is an odd thing. I would think maybe they noticed something wrong with my car. So she pulls off of the main roadway in the city. Off into the side street. It's not in the middle of nowhere. It's just less traffic. It's not like a dark alleyway with like paper slowly blowing in the wind. The story also takes place like when she's off work. I'm assuming late afternoon, early evening at the latest. So it's not like super spooky time. She pulls over. And then he pulls over. She's sitting there, and she's looking in her rearview mirror at this car behind her, and Marianne shuts her car off. And she sees that dude get out of his car. Take a couple steps towards her. So she gets out of her car as well. Marianne's standing there. They're separated by what she called a, quote, respectable distance. It's not like he was right in her face, but she gets out of her car and he gets out of his car and he goes, we know each other. She looks at him. She doesn't recognize him. She doesn't recognize the car. She does not know this guy. She goes, no, we don't. We don't know each other. He's like, no, no, we know each other. This is fate. He goes on to tell her, we've known each other. We've met in this exact same spot three years ago. We've met in this exact same spot every three years. He explains that basically for the past nine years, every three years, so about three times, that he can count. Maybe two. He goes between two and three. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's one thing for a crazy guy to get out of his car. And start shouting nonsense. It's another thing for even him to be confused by the events. He's like oh well maybe I don't know two or three. She's slowly putting her keys in her fist. In case she has to fight him. He goes for the past nine years. Every three years we've met in this exact same spot. This is fate. We're going to meet here again. Three years from now. I want you to remember my name, memorize it, and memorize my face, and we'll meet here again in three years. This upsets her, right? This upsets her. She gets in her car and drives away, which I can only imagine at that point he was yelling, three years, three years, As she sped off. mary ann came home and she was unsettled by this she was too super weird weird right super weird and her husband he's the one who actually posted this story online he goes my wife came home and she was a little upset and actually she had called her on the way home which would be even more alarming you're sitting at home you're watching i don't know spike tv is that still even a thing And you get a phone call from your wife, and she's like, I just met a crazy guy. Just met a crazy guy. That's the worst way you can start off the story, right? He's like, Oh no, what basement are you chained up in? I just met a crazy guy and he said that we knew each other every three years, and like I pulled over. I know I should have (laughs) like in retrospect. This is one of those stories you probably don't want to tell to someone because they're gonna be like, Why did you even pull over? She's like, It's just so weird. I'll be home soon, honey. He kept screaming, three years, three years as I drove away. Her husband, Marianne's husband, posted this online underneath the username Johans. So I don't know, maybe the story took place in Dutch, Dutchland, the Dutchanese country. Anyways, or maybe maybe that's just like his favorite character from some lame old cartoon. But anyways, Johans says that his wife came home and said... The same story. I was driving home. This guy was gesticulating wildly. Probably left out the wildly part. Probably just said, thought this guy had car trouble. I pulled over, told me we had met in three years. He told me to memorize his name and his face. We'll see each other in three years again. On this same street. And her husband's like, well, what was his name? And she goes, I don't remember. I don't remember his name. I mean, do you remember anything about him? And Marianne goes, Well, you know, he was, he was so unremarkable. There's really nothing memorable about him. <laughs> I, just, I just realized, What if one of you guys did this? You're like, Oh, I'm unmemorable. They don't even remember my name. Oh, man. We've met three years. And I also listened to Dead Rabbit Radio while I'm driving around looking for this woman. He goes, she didn't look weird. So if this is you, take solace in that. He didn't look weird. She goes, nothing remarkable about him. He was wearing jeans, a gray hoodie, and a leather jacket over the gray hoodie. And her husband goes, well, yeah, that's super weird. Also, don't pull over. Don't pull over again if someone's trying to get your attention and getting you to pull over. But did you ever see this guy before? And she's like, i never seen this guy before. I have no idea what he's talking about. None. And Johannes goes on to say, he goes, listen, um, my wife has driven down that road for the past four or five years. Taken that same route. He goes, it's possible that somebody saw her three years ago and recognized her. Three years later, and he thought it was weird. He thought it was fate, and that they would meet again. He goes, maybe the guy had deja vu. Who knows? But my wife swears that's the first time she ever saw him. It's an interesting story. It's one of those stories that I think gets... I don't can't think of the right word. Um, it's underrated in the world of the paranormal. right? He didn't turn into the boogeyman. He didn't go, and when you get home, your husband will be watching Spike TV. She's like, what? Is that still even a network? It is now in this Mandela universe. It's, there's no... Well, this is the interesting thing about it. There's no big threat yet. Because we do have to wonder what's going to happen in three years. This is one of those paranormal stories... That I love because it shows the weirdness of the universe. Because here's the thing. You either have a slightly scary story about an insane man driving down the road. Pulling people (laughs) with the next block. He does it to a different woman. This is just his thing. It's his fetish. You have a story of a possibly insane man creating a delusional fictional world about you, right? You're just driving home from work. And he thinks he knows you. He thinks there's fate entwining the both of you. And that in three years you'll meet again. And I'm telling you, he's going to be really mad that you don't remember his name because he gave it to you. He knows that he did. It's kind of just a weird story about living in a society where there's crazy people. But on the other hand, it's a very interesting paranormal story where we can't identify the actual cause of it. Dimension jumping Mandela effect like has this guy imagine like we talk about Mandela effects as these big things imagine if you had a relationship with somebody in one universe and then you got swapped to another one where they never met you but you have years of memories with them. Like, it's one thing to go, oh, I'm pretty sure the Land of lakes butter girl used to have her palms out, and now the palms are down, or whatever. It's another thing to you go, no, that that was my girlfriend for six years, we broke up, I'm hoping to patch things together, and you go to her house, and she remembers you vaguely from high school. You guys never dated. Like, that's insanity-inducing. Whether or not the cornucopia is on the Fruit of the Loom label, <laughs> life will go on. It is weird. I, I will not discount the fact that that is a very weird Mandela effect. But imagine the the bigger um, stakes that could be involved in something like that. This is almost somewhere in the middle. She might have only driven down the road four or five years. So really the most they could have met before was one. But he says two or three times. That would put us in six to nine years. So right there you have a pretty big discrepancy going on between these two different people. He could just be insane. He could. But if there is this weird... Different dimensions. Like who came from which dimension... What happened to the original Marianne or the original driver of the other car? Have they ever met? Have they met three times before? What I find really interesting, too, and you do encounter this sometimes in paranormal stories, is very, very specific information is given that is incredibly important, and the person can't remember. Knowing the name of a a potential stalker (laughs) at best, right? This guy just might be a lunatic. Or someone falling from another dimension, simply remembering their name, would give you a big heads up to what could be coming next. Because if you had a name, maybe you could look them up on Facebook. Maybe you could start asking around town, does anyone know it? Jimmy Joe? People are like, what Go talk to the guy who works at the pizza, pizza place. You're like, hey, you know a guy named Jimmy Joe? He's like, Jimmy Joe, oh yeah, he used to work here. He fell into a quantum pizza oven. We haven't seen him since. You'd be like, oh, so it is a dimensional jump. The name, knowing somebody's name and she forgot it. She forgot it in the drive home, which does kind of make you think, like imagine if someone, you thought someone was stalking you. You're walking on the street. You're pretty sure this guy's stalking you. He keeps very poorly hiding behind lampposts and mailboxes. And finally, when you turn around, he jumps out and he goes, My name's Michael Smith. (laughs) You're going to remember that name. You're going to make sure, no matter what else happens that day. You're like, oh, yes, but what was I supposed to buy at the store today? You're like looking at your shopping list. You're like, what's his name again? Lunch meat, Eggs? You would remember the name Michael Smith because some weirdo jumped out of the bushes and yelled it at you. 100% you would remember that. So the fact that she doesn't remember it makes me think that that it... What's the big thing about Mandela Effect, about dimension hopping, is that the memory is faulty. So what's going to happen in three years? This is an interesting story because it's not just we've driven down the same road, it's fate. We've driven down this road two to three times every three years. It's I'm going to see you again in three years. Would you feel comfortable driving down that road? On year three, the first two years, you're like, hey, it's a pretty good shortcut on the way home. But on year three, how comfortable would you feel driving down that road? So paranormal answer to this? Is it just a weirdo driving around town screaming at women? That's far more like, right? That happens all the time. That's far more common than dimension jumping, but a weird story. And The big question is, what do you do three years from now? Would you be tempted to continue that drive just to see what happens? Just to see if he reappears. And I'm wondering if, even if this does play out three years from now, is it possible she, once again, won't remember any of this? That's actually another possible explanation that something's going on that they are meeting, it is fate, but she simply doesn't remember. If this happens again in three years, he may pull over and be like, it's me! Remember? And she's like, I have no idea who you are. She wouldn't even remember telling this story to her husband in three years. Super weird story, but I guess we will find out. Dead Rabbit Radio will still be on three years from now. We um, we will do a follow-up to the story when that happens. An Idea Guy, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the carpenter copter. We are leaving behind the big city. Fly us all the way out to Iowa. Flying over the Purple Mountains, majesty of Iowa. There's no mountains in Iowa. (laughs) We had to fly over those mountains to get to the perpetually flat state of Iowa. We're headed out to Council Bluffs, Iowa. We're headed back in time a little bit. Uh, We don't have an exact year for this story but i'm gonna guess based on a couple clues that late 80s early 90s we're about to meet this young man we don't have an exact name for him either we're gonna call him alex now alex lives in iowa oh wait i don't okay so let's back up i don't know for sure that. (laughs) now that i look at it iowa has a question mark next to it this is what i found out about alex because even when i find these stories online i try to do a little digging I'm going to tell you this, and I wonder if it'll color your view of this story. I, I discovered this story online because Mysterious Universe's website, they had an article talking about bizarre happenings in the forest, in the wild lands of America. So, okay, interesting story. I do a little bit more digging. We're about to meet this guy named Alex. Now, when he was a kid is when this story happened, but as an adult... He apparently on Reddit, there's a thing where you can borrow money from strangers. And it goes exactly, it goes exactly how you think it would happen. You post on Reddit saying, I just had a baby and money is tight. Can I borrow $700? Also, my dog's sick. You guys like dogs, right? No one likes sick dogs. My dog's sick. Newborn baby. Money's tight. Can I borrow $700? And then random people on Reddit give you money. And then you just delete your account. Then you just delete your account. And no, I'm not saying this is a good practice. It's actually super slimy. But that is when I finally was able to track down the person who posted the story that we're about to go to. By the time I started looking around, he'd already deleted his account. I did find everything I needed, but I'm wondering, will that color your view of this story? Will that change the way you look at Alex? That recently is pretty much, I think it was last year when that happened. He borrowed $700 from a random kind-hearted person on Reddit with the intent of paying it back. You say, you know, give me $700. I'll pay you back $750 or whatever. He took it and then deleted his account. Never paid it back. I I'm, didn't I'm tell you that story so everyone rushes to Reddit to borrow money. I don't know. I get it. People are trying to do kindness, and some people do get paid back. But there's no way to enforce it, right? There's a reason why loan sharks generally get their money back, because it's either that or your kneecaps, or I'm going to break your fingers in front of your youngest child so he always knows who's truly in charge in this world. That, that That'll get the bills paid. That'll make sure that you pay back your bills. But if you're just posting it on Reddit and someone gave you $700 and you bounce, well, to be fair, maybe he went to another dimension. Maybe Alex had all the intent to pay this loan back. However, he tripped into infinity. Let's go ahead and take a look at this story. Based on clues, based on where that loan was, based on other things on his account, I do believe the story took place in Iowa. Definitely took place in the Midwest United States a summer day. We're about to meet this young, this is when he's a young boy, this he's dreaming of stealing $700. He's like, oh, when I grow up, I'm gonna steal from people on the internet. Alex said that him and his family lived near the woods and there was this trail that him and his brother, who we'll call Hank, would walk down all the time. They knew the area very well. So Hank and Alex are out walking around, looking at, at nature, like squirrels running around and stuff like that. There's a bird in a tree, eyeballing, eyeballing them, but then sees a worm and he starts gobbling the worm up. Alex and Hank are just walking around, and Alex said, you take this trail long enough, it was a really nice trail You're full of squirrels and worms and birds, and then when you get to the end of it, you would get to this huge clearing where people would park their campers and they would camp out and look out over the lake. So if you know Iowan geography, I probably could have looked at it up on a map. I was too busy scamming people on Reddit. If you know Iowan geography, you might be able to figure this out. There can't be a ton of lakes in Iowa, right? There are like two, maybe. You get out, you look over this lake. But on this particular day, on this particular July day, well, <laughs> again, maybe the story doesn't take place in Iowa, but just check a map if you live in the area. I'm pretty sure it takes place in Iowa. As Alex and Hank are walking down this trail, which they've walked many times before, super familiar with the area, Alex starts to hear a faint clicking sound. Can I do it with a pen should I do it with my mouth? Like that. He didn't say it sounded like a pin, but that was like the best thing I could equate to it. But whatever the case was, he heard this faint clicking sound. And he said, it's something that I've never heard before or since that. I've never heard such a clicking in my life. Click, 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 click. And he hears it and he can't figure out where it's coming from. But what he does realize is it's getting louder. And he goes, Hank, dude, dude, do you hear that? Click, 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 click. What? No, I don't what are you talking about? Birds? I hear birds and squirrels and worms. No, no, no. You the clicking noise, Hank. How can you not hear that clicking noise? And it's getting louder and louder. And Hank's like, dude, what are you talking about? There's no clicking noise. I don't hear anything at all. And it gets so loud that Alex is like, you'd have to be deaf not to hear this noise. The fact that Hank is not reacting to this at all makes me think he can't hear it. It's not that (laughs) his ears are bleeding. He's like, what noise? What noise? He's going deaf. From the volume. He can't hear it at all. But Alex hears nothing but the clicking. He's like dude we gotta go. Like I don't know what that noise is. It's weird that I can hear it. And you can't. Something's wrong. Let's leave. At that point. Hank pulls out a pocket knife. And starts carving into a tree. And Alex goes, he did this all the time. It wasn't, like, some spooky thing. He wasn't carving in click, click, click. He just always carved stuff into trees. So, if you, again, if you live in Iowa and you're looking for where this story took place, here are your clues. Lake, tree, with lots of carvings. He's carving things into a tree. And Alex realizes, Hank does this all the time, and he never leaves until he's done he's going to whatever he's working on he's working on Mona Lisa he goes whatever he's carving into the stupid tree he's not going to leave until he's done with it this noise is still going on it's so loud I'll just go home myself I will get home I walked down this path many times whatever so Alex turns and starts to walk and he said, Listen, at most I got 20 steps away from where I was. I didn't get lost in the woods. I didn't walk in the wrong direction. He goes, If anything, like, I mean, what is 15 to 20 steps? But really, one of the shortest distances you can walk. He goes, I got maybe 15 to 20 steps away from Hank. This clicking noise is still going on. And then all of a sudden, my foot. You know when you're walking and like the ground gives way just a little bit. You walk and you step into a gopher hole. You're walking and you step to where the hill starts. He goes, I felt, as I'm walking, he goes, I felt my foot slip into a hole. And I stumbled forward because it totally threw me off balance. And I looked down at the ground and there was no hole for me to have tripped on. I look up. I'm alone. No Hank. Nothing. Hank is gone. And that would be alarming enough because of the short distance he had covered, but you know maybe he's hiding me on a tree doing something like that. But that's the other thing that Alex Quickly realizes he's in the forest, but not the forest that he knew. Not a different part of the forest. A brand new forest is what he's standing in. A place he has never seen in his entire life. He goes, I've been down this path so many times. And that's everything. There's no path. The trail's gone where I've walked so many times from my house to this lakeshore view where all the campers are. There's no trail here anymore. I'm standing in a place I have never been in my entire life. This is not the forest that I entered. He said the air was cold and the forest was silent. Not a bird, nor a rustling leaf, could be heard anywhere. Alex, is a kid, we don't have an exact age, like pre-teens, early teens, around in there. But I think even an adult would have this reaction. You're walking down a path, and now you find yourself... Even just lost in a normal forest. Even if you just got lost in a forest that you'd been to many times. That you found yourself off the trail. And now you're eight football fields away from the trail. You'd have this reaction. Um, it, you definitely if you were teleported into a forest that you'd never been into. Just bam. Off the trail. No trail. Nothing's familiar and it's completely silent. You'd have this reaction. Alex just began to scream at the top of his lungs. And took off running. Panicked. Panicked. You wouldn't have any frame of reference for what's going on. Had he stepped off the trail, he could go, I'm lost. He didn't step off the trail. He's in a different forest. A forest that, as far as he can tell, goes on forever. And he begins screaming and he's running through this forest and running and running. And he feels his front foot slip into a hole. And he stumbles forward. He looks down. There's no hole. He looks up. He's standing in the forest he knows so well, but off the trail. He's standing in the middle of this forest. In the distance, he can hear the various voices of his family members calling his name. He ran towards them. And they were that normal thing when someone goes missing, relieved and angry and overjoyed and angry, right? You write all those well welling of emotions. He'd been missing for a few hours. Alex said, you know, I got back. They, I, I cannot account for the hours I had been missing. That didn't make any sense to me. I hadn't been missing that long. But I went someplace that was not the forest that was by my house. It was something else. It was something different. The clicking noise, while not visible or audible in the new forest, the different forest might be a better way. I'm not saying the trees are brand new, but you know what I mean? Like a place he hadn't been to before. There was no clicking noise in that forest. The clicking stopped when he stepped into it. He stumbled forward, which is interesting. I just find that mo like it's kind of like stumbling into a new dimension. You don't mean to do it. What the mechanism was, we don't know. After he left the forest, he said that for the next few days, he would smell the smell of a burning rubber. That kind of lingered with him for a while, a couple of days afterwards. Very common. Olfactory, smelling hallucinations are actually one of the most common hallucinations. I'll get them. When I'm extremely stressed out, I don't hallucinate voices or visuals or anything like that. I will smell raw sewage or rotting garbage. In places where that's... I'm not saying I'm like walking, obviously, behind the Chipotle restaurant. I'm going to smell rotting garbage in their trash can. No, I'll be at a normal place, a non-rotting garbage place. I do love Chipotle, but everyone's garbage stinks, even theirs. I will smell raw sewage or uh, rotting garbage. That's that's a sign to me that I need to relax. Because I'm actually getting so stressed out I'm starting to hallucinate smells. Super common. Very, very common um hallucination and it is almost always unpleasant smells to me that's the first step be like you gotta whatever you're doing is starting to affect your health take a day off because you're actually hallucinating you're actually losing your mind jason maybe take a day off anyways um possible hallucination with that or it could be a lingering effect from this other world he went to it could be something there super fascinating story Again, interest. I'll be interested to hear your feedback. For me, the fact that this guy stole seven hundred dollars. I mean, it is possible that he's like he got the money. He's like, I'm gonna pay that guy back, plus seven hundred more. And then he stumbled forward and fell into a different dimension. I guess that's possible. He did delete his account, so whether or not he went to another dimension, he did delete his account, so they couldn't track him. Send the Reddit police after him to get back their seven hundred dollars. For me, if somebody th- steals something, if somebody actually is running a con like that, and they tell me a, a ghost story or a paranormal story like this, to me that doesn't diminish the paranormal story any more than if someone was a drug dealer or a murderer they're all tied up in their murder basement, the sharpening their knives. I was like, "Hey, I bet you this uh, murder basement's pretty haunted." And they're like, "Oh, it is. Let me tell you three chilling tales, each one more terrifying than the next." I would listen to with rapt attention. Obviously, I'm a captive audience. I can't leave. But if someone was a criminal and they this is interesting. If someone was a criminal and they told me a paranormal story, specifically a thief. Right? Thieves are are kind of the lowest of the low when it comes to criminals. Because they it's so um it's so lame. I hate thieves more than anything. Maybe I can't express it in a way, but it involves such deception. As opposed to a murderer, right? You pretty much know what's going on at that point. By the time the brick hits the back of your head, you're like, oh, I'm being murdered. This is what that's like. You, you could probably poke holes in this argument, but I'm I'm not a huge fan of thieves. If a thief tells me a story, a ghost story, it doesn't mean I'm not going to believe it. I'd actually have an easier time believing a thief tell me a ghost story than a thief saying, hey, um, can I borrow $700? I'd be like, I don't know. Your ghost story sure was fun, but I don't believe that. Um, I would believe a thief telling me a story like this over someone who started the story saying me and my friends were tripping shrooms in the woods. I, I It's not i'm not i get it a lot of people like doing shrooms i'm not bad-mouthing shrooms in and of themselves it does make you an unreliable (laughs) witness it doesn't mean you're like oh man i was taking this hallucinogen and then i went on a hallucinogenic journey but it was true but i'm curious to what you guys think the fact that he did steal 700 does that diminish his trustworthiness so i that's kind of a little meta meta i'm curious about what you guys will think about that i'd love to hear your feedback That's kind of a meta comment on this story. But outside of that, this is the Barbara Bolick type of story. The Barbara Bolick is one of my favorite stories we've covered on Dead Rabbit Radio. It's a true crime story with police investigations. It's been going on for, I think at this point, 20 years where a woman was walking maybe 10 feet ahead of these two other people on a trail, broad daylight, highly trafficked or regularly trafficked hiking trail. She was familiar with the area. She had a handgun on her. She walked around a curve. I think it was maybe like a 5-10 foot distance between her and the two people behind her. When they got to the curve, she was never seen again. And that wasn't a story posted on Mysterious Universe or 40 times. They may have covered it, actually. It is a true life story where the police have come out to investigate... People were there like huge search parties for her. Very well documented missing person story. Five to ten feet. And she's gone. And everyone goes, well, could she have fallen down this? They go, well, we checked. Could it have been a wild animal? Some people have said possible wild animal, but they're like, she was armed. She was prepared for that type of thing. And no clothing, no shoes, no nothing. They started the search like that afternoon. And when you're left with only the impossible, then the impossible starts to make sense. Like, did what happened to Barbara Bolick, was it something like this? Where she literally turned the corner and vanished. I mean, that's really the only way you could account for zero trace evidence. Not a scrap of clothing, not a bloodied branch. Nothing. She had been hiking by herself. You could always say this, that, and the other thing, but the two other people right behind her. It's one of my favorite stories that I've ever covered. Barbara Bolick case, because it's still going on. They still have no answers for it. You walk and you slip into another universe. And what's interesting is even if this guy... Alex did I say he posted it under the name you know it was deleted I I have to go through a bunch of archives and all that uh Winsron was the name that he posted this under but the account's been deleted at this point but all of these you can double check my work I like to have all my show notes you can even follow the link to the subreddit where they give you money and you're supposed to pay them back I don't I don't encourage it but even if his story is made up Which I'm not saying that it is. Even if his story was made up, I do believe the specifics of it are made up, if that is true. And I'm not saying that is. I do believe the mechanism behind it is possible. I do think it is possible to walk, for whatever reason, from one universe into the other. Unwillingly. We've covered stuff like dimension jumping on this show, where people are trying to swap universes, trying to go into universes where they're more successful. Rather than putting in the hard work in this universe to achieve success, they want to steal it from another version of them who worked really hard and and made it. This is the alternative to that, right? For stories like Alex or possibly even Barbara Bolix, you're just walking and the next thing you know, you are in an alien landscape, a place you have never been before. We covered that story a long time ago. I'll put all these episodes in the show notes. This episode's been hard to find, but the one where a guy sees a portal open up into the woods and he walks through it and it's the same thing. It was a cold, silent forest, if I remember correctly. This was like in the episodes 200s, below 200. And as he's in this weird forest that he's never been in before if i remember correctly he sees a large hairy arm kind of appear from behind him as if this creature was standing behind him and he sees this hand start to come towards him as if it's going to um grab his face and he hears this voice say gotcha coming from behind him and then i don't remember how it ends i mean obviously he survived and he told us that story but uh, i don't remember if he like was like not today and he like kicked him in the nards and ran back through the portal i don't remember but this idea right that to me that's so terrifying the fact that you could just be walking and take a step or a trip in this one, right? He felt that. That's such a weird thing. I think I have mentioned this before in an episode. I don't I don't mean this to be like a greatest hits. I don't mean to be talking about old episodes, but I imagine, this is going to sound weird, but when you're moving from one dimension to another, I don't think they're evenly lined up. There might be a good six inches to a foot off in each one. Like you would think of dimensions kind of lined up on a linear scale, like a, a sheet of film, like a roll of film, right? You can pull it out. But if you're stepping from one dimension into another, it, there may be a stumble. There may be some sort of drop one way or the other. It would make sense. If you're already talking about such a bizarre metaphysical paranormal phenomenon, it's messy and chaotic. You imagine there would be some sort of tumbling. And, and that would definitely reduce your ability to survive or find a way out. If you're walking down the street and then the next thing you know, you're in a street in a totally alien landscape. You're just standing on this frozen tundra and you see a couple of smokestacks off in the distance. You can get your bearings right. You have no idea what's going on, but you could maybe start headed off that way or, or kind of make it over to the nearby forest or whatever. Imagine if you started off that adventure with a 10 foot fall. Imagine if you're walking and the next thing you know, you're falling 10 feet and you land on the ground and it totally catches you off guard and you end up breaking your shoulder. You're not getting out of that situation. Whatever possible adventure awaits you, whether it is rescue, or you find your way out, or you <laughs> defeat the Goblin King and marry his beautiful daughter, you got a broken shoulder, <laughs> you got a Broken shoulder, bro, it's not, you got to start fighting goblins, it's over with. You gotta try to make a lean to against the tree to survive whatever's coming when night falls in this new place you're at, you got one arm to do it and if there is there was another episode I think we covered a long time ago where there was a drop in between realities and um I could now that I think about it, maybe it was the same story that would suck. I've done eleven hundred what is it? 90 88 something episodes i'm sure some of these stories are going to pop back up and try to prevent it but you have that that would totally reduce your chances of surviving this guy let's say he's 12 to 15 years old tripping and stumbling catching himself and find himself in a forest barbara bollock i think was in her late 40s early 50s like i'm 47 when i trip and fall (laughs) it's, it's it could be a big deal Way different than when I was 35. So Barbara Bolick, as much as she was ready for whatever the natural world had in store for her, if she did find herself in an alien environment, she is prepared for the wilderness. She knows how to survive in the forest. She has a firearm, which is a very interesting thing to bring to an alternate dimension. But if she started this experience off by stumbling forward 5'10", Fifteen, however many feet they may have never found her body here her body could slowly be decaying in this unknowable unending forest that sits somewhere at the edge of reality fascinating story I love stuff like this and fascinating I think for two reasons one It gives us a return eye view of what could actually be in these alternate dimensions. The physics behind moving between them. Very, very interesting story. It also allows us to ask again the meta question, is someone who is untrustworthy in their business dealings, does that also affect their untrustworthiness with the supernatural? I I think that it's almost a case-by-case basis for me. But, But I think that's a fair question to ask. And that's why I wanted to bring that up in the beginning because um, I wanted to let you guys you guys might have a different view of this story but I thought it was ultimately fascinating and um, maybe it gives us a little bit of a clue of what people could be facing there in those other worlds but I mean I keep calling back to the story of Barbara Bolick this may be a type of place where she went but she never came back So something is there. There must be some sort of old, dark, mysterious force out in these wild lands, these other dimensions that are so closely connected to our own. Because it seems that while Alex's story is fascinating, it's fascinating because it's rare. Most people who stumble across the infinite voids never find their way back home. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at Dead Rabbit Radio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today.